Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. If you're grateful, you ought to just lift up your hands wherever you are and just tell him thank you. Some of us went to work this week, and he covered us at work this week. Some of us went to the store this week, and he covered us at the store this week. Some of us just been at home, and he's covered us at home this week. And for that, we say thank you. Come on, lift up your hands and just tell him thank you. Come on, if you have a heart of gratitude and gratefulness, tell him thank you. Hallelujah. We give you the praise, God. So Psalm 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. So if we have, if God, there's a scripture that says, if God be for me, who can be against me? What can be against me? Hallelujah. So we know we don't have a reason to fear. We do have many things to look at and possibly startle us. But because we have God on our side, We don't have a reason to fear. He has all. He knows all. He has made all. And for that, we tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus, because we know he's going to cover us. He's going to keep us. Can you just put your hands together? Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give him praise. Come on, open up your mouth. There's nobody in here. We can open up our mouths and give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You deserve it, God. Hallelujah. And God, we pray that you have your way. Wherever we are, Lord Jesus, have your way. Take over, God. And Lord Jesus, do a miracle, God. We know you to be a miracle worker. And so we thank you for that. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're at home, come on, clap your hands. Doctor says, Jehovah has the final say. And no matter what the doctor says, Jehovah has the final say. And no matter what the doctor says, Jehovah has the final say. And no matter what the doctor says, Jehovah has the final say. And no matter what the doctor says, Jehovah has the final say.
and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe in your power. You're the God of miracles. Signs, signs and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe in your power. You're the God of miracles. Signs, signs and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe in your power. The God of miracles. Signs, signs and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe in your power. You're the God say. God of miracles, signs, signs and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe, we believe in your power. You're the God of miracles, signs and wonders. We believe in your power. We believe in your power. Say supernatural. You're a miracle work. 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 You're a mi
bless the name of our God. He is indeed our miracle worker. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful just to be together again, even if just virtually. We're grateful that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then he has seated us right in heavenly places where those spiritual blessings are. It is hard to believe that we have been physically distanced for all these months. We haven't been able to gather together in the sanctuary since March. And I'm not sure when we will be able to gather again when the COVID-19 numbers start heading back down and we can come together safely we will cautiously return to corporate worship in the building. But one lesson that has been driven home, one lesson that has been solidified in all this is the fact that the church was never intended to be a building. When Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, he was talking about a people, not a structure. We are the church of the living God, and wherever we are, the church is. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Acts 7, 48 tells us that the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. We are the church. That's what we've been looking at all year here at Mount Calvary. We are taking a biblical look at who we are as his church and taking a serious look at what that means and how we do church. I say again, we are rediscovering the church that Jesus built, and to that end, we are currently walking through the book of Acts, looking at the early church, looking at the acts of the apostles, really the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. And last week, we began looking at one of these acts um, while the early church was still on fire from the day of Pentecost when they were gathered on one accord in one place, the Holy Spirit fell and filled them all. After all, the Lord Jesus had already told them, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses and that's what they've been doing. They've been walking in some real power, power that emboldens them to preach the gospel, power that enables them to share with each other so that nobody has a need that goes unmet, power such that when Peter and John are on their way to the temple to pray and they encounter a lame beggar at the gate, they tell him, in the name of Jesus, 
rise up and walk. And the Bible says that they took him by the hand and lifted him up and immediately strength came to his ankles and his feet. And this man who hadn't been able to walk or work, this crippled man who had only been able to watch others go and worship, now everybody sees this man who has been lame from birth walking and leaping and praising God. And it opens a door for Peter and John to preach the gospel and share the power of the name of Jesus. And that's where we pick up today in Acts chapter 3, starting at verse 11. Acts chapter 3, starting at verse 11. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. Here's what it says. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob the God of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Verses 11 through 16 of Acts chapter 3. The Bible says, while the man was clinging to Peter and John, King James said he held on to them. Eugene Peterson said he threw his arms around Peter and John ecstatic. All the people ran to them on Solomon's porch amazed. Can you imagine this man who has been lame all his life, who has been laid at the temple gate daily to beg for assistance from those who were going to worship. This man that doctors couldn't heal, that medicine couldn't help, has now been made whole. And he is walking and leaping and praising God with his arms around these two disciples. I imagine that he is causing quite a stir. And Peter is not going to miss this opportunity. You see, because Peter remembers where he came from. He remembers when Jesus was seized and taken to the high priest's house and Peter followed at a distance so that nobody would associate him with Jesus. Peter still remembers when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together and Peter sat down with them and a servant girl 
saw him seated there in the firelight and she looked closely at him and said this man was with him but Peter denied it woman I don't even know this man Peter remembers when he had another opportunity when the maid saw him again and said to the people around them this man is one of them and he denied it again and then a third time after a little while they were uh, standing close to him and they went up to Peter and said uh, sir surely you're one of them because the way you talk gives you away and Peter went to cussing and he swore to them I don't know the man yes Peter remembers when he had the opportunity to speak and said nothing he remembers when he failed Jesus ah but Peter also remembers that Jesus told him Satan has desired to sift you like wheat but I've prayed for you and although you are going to deny me even though you're going to have a rough go of it I've prayed for you even though Satan may sift you he won't get to have you because I've prayed that your faith won't fail and when you return when you come back strengthen your brothers and so now Peter sees this opportunity and he seizes it he goes for it he says to all the people who now see this miracle he says to them in Winston translation it's not us it's Jesus. That's what I'm going to preach today for a little while. It's not us. It's Jesus. Because the church, God's people, pastors and leaders, members and followers, all of us who name the name of Jesus the Christ need to grab hold of that concept. It's not us. It's Jesus. Listen. If we would hold on to that, then we would stop trying to build our own kingdoms. We would stop erecting monuments to ourselves. If we would hold on to that, we could get past our celebrity status and get on to work on God's agenda. If we would just say like Peter, it's not us, it's Jesus. We would stop building ministries on personality. We would stop trying to share the Lord's glory. We would stop trying to make a name for ourselves if we get back to that thought. It's not us. It's Jesus. Let me show you quickly how Peter does this. First of all, Peter redirects focus. That's our first stopping point today. When he, uh, when he sees that they're looking at him and John he redirects the focus. Look at verse 12. When Peter saw it, when he saw everybody running out to look at what had happened, when he saw people gathering uh, who saw the change in this man's existence, when he saw people looking at them in amazement, he answered what he saw. He said, why do you marvel at this? Why are you amazed at this? And why are you looking at us so earnestly as if we did this? Uh, the people came running out and they are looking earnestly. They are gazing in amazement at Peter and John and Peter says in Winston translation wait a minute don't focus on us 
as if this is done by our own power or by our own holiness. It is neither our power nor our piety that has caused this miracle. Peter realized and wanted to convince the people that this miracle was a result of neither their power nor of their own holiness. And saints of God, I wish we would take a lesson from Peter today. He says, we didn't do this by our own power. Did you catch that? Now, there is no, des there is no denying that there is some power at work. But Peter says, it wasn't our own power. It was borrowed power. It was delegated power. It wasn't apostle power. It was the Holy Spirit power. It was the power of the one who stepped out onto nothing and spoke into nowhere and called an entire world into existence. Yeah, it was power. The power of the one who is so high you can't get over him. So low that you can't get under him. So wide that you can't get around him. The power of the one who is clothed in splendor and majesty who wraps himself in sunshine, the power of the one who makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind, the power of the one who sends water to dry places, who provides grass for the cattle, the one who looks at the earth and it trembles, the one who touches the mountains and they smoke, the one who put the wet in the water, the one who put the heat in the fire, the one who put the stink in the skunk, the bark in the dog, the song in the bird, the roar in the lion, the laugh in the hyena and the praise in Sam Winston. That's whose power healed this man. Peter says it wasn't our power. And saints, when we finally wake up and realize the real power that we have, that's when we will realize that nothing is impossible. That's why Jesus said, if you'll just believe all things are possible. When we realize that we as his church, that we operate not in our power, but in his power, then we won't be afraid to lay our hands on the sick and expect them to recover. When we realize that we use his power, then we can face the giants before us. We can move the mountains in front of us. We can face the pandemic among us. We can silence the enemy accusing us. We can quench the fiery darts being hurled at us when we understand that we move in his power we won't be afraid to speak truth to worldly powers it's his power the power of the one you crucified the power of the one they tried to silence the power of the one they put to death but who rose on the third day and then declared all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth it's his power the one who declared to us you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It's his power. But that's not all Peter says here. Peter says, don't look at us like it's our power. But he also says, it wasn't our holiness either that healed this man. Now I need to pause here just to clear couple things up because I know that there are those who feel like God uses you because of how holy you are and likewise I know that there are those who feel like the Lord will never use you 
because you're so unholy. But let me say this. It is not our own holiness that qualify any of us, that qualifies any of us to be used of God. And don't get me wrong, because he is holy, we ought to be holy. We are set apart. We are different. We are being sanctified, and we ought to live like it. As children of the Most High God, we should live out who we are. We should walk out our holiness daily. We should live in righteousness, but don't get it twisted. God didn't choose you, and he doesn't use you because of how holy you are. It's all grace. And Peter is saying this miracle didn't come from us. Don't look on us. Look at Jesus. Don't worship us. Worship Jesus. Don't focus on us. Focus on Jesus. We might let you down, but Jesus will pick you up. We might disappoint you, but Jesus will deliver you. We might fail you, but Jesus never fails. We didn't heal this man. Jesus did. We didn't make him whole. Jesus did. We didn't work this miracle. Jesus did. And saints of God, when the world sees the miracle, when they see God's power on display in us, We've got to make sure that we redirect the focus because it's not about us. It's all about God. If nobody ever knows our name, as long as Jesus is glorified. Let me continue. First, Peter redirects focus. But then secondly, and I'm almost done, secondly, he refers to faith. Here's what he says in verse 16. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. There is so much in this explanation that Peter gives. First of all, he deals with the object of our faith. He says, faith in his name. It is the name of Jesus, Peter says, uh, which has strengthened this man. Faith in his name. Now, saints, I know that we live in a so-called enlightened era in which we have allowed Bible truths to be mixed with New Age foolishness. I understand that. And there is some dangerous thinking and some dangerous teaching which has crept into the church of the living God because our, our faith, let, let me see if I can help you understand our faith is not general, right? Our faith is not ambiguous. Our faith is specific. Our faith is in the name of Jesus alone. We don't operate out of our faith in ourselves. We don't operate out of faith in the universe. It's not faith in others. It's not even faith in our faith. It is faith in Jesus Christ alone. Alone, It is faith in his name. That's why Edward Moat wrote it like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, 
the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand it is faith in his name that's why when I pray I got to pray in his name when I preach I always mention his name when I worship I worship his name when I go I wear his name because my faith is in his name Peter reveals the object of our faith but not only that he illuminates even the origin of our faith he says that faith is by him that's what the King James version says some other versions say through him in other words it is faith in Jesus name that healed this man and that faith came from Jesus I didn't work up this faith I didn't earn this faith I didn't read myself into it. I didn't pray myself into it. I'm not responsible. He put this faith in me. I can't even take the credit for believing. That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the ending of our faith. He is both the foundation and the fulfillment of our faith. That's why we can't afford to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think because God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Peter is saying even the faith that was necessary for this miracle came from God. We can't take any credit. All the glory belongs to Jesus. Let me close. It's not us. It's Jesus. I got news for you. Man can't heal you. Man cannot deliver you man can't make you whole don't focus on a man focus on Jesus there are some good men and good women in the church of God but man will fail you focus on Jesus don't put your faith in us Put your faith in Jesus who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame it's Jesus who was in the form of God but took on the form of a servant and being found in far fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus that at the name of Jesus that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father he gets the glory he gets the praise he gets the honor I just want to say thank you because it's not about us it's about Jesus 
It's just for his glory. That's why Andre Crouch wrote to God, be the glory for the things he has done. Just let me live my life and let it be pleasing, Lord, to thee. And if I gain any praise, let it go, let it go to Calvary. That's why Paul said unto him, be glory in the church. If there's anywhere there ought to be glory, it's in the church. And I already told you that this building is not the church. You are the church of the living God. Let there be glory in his church. Can I ask you one question? Did he wake up this morning? Give him glory. Did he start you on your way? Give him glory. Are you clothed in your right mind? Give him glory. Do you have food to eat? Give him glory. Do you have a place to sleep? Give him glory. Did he pick you up? Give him glory. Did he turn you around? Give him glory. Did the Lord save you? Did he sanctify you? Did he fill you with the Holy Ghost? Give him glory. Are you breathing right now? Give him glory. Let everything that has breath give him glory. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Right where you are. Right where you are. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. Do your dance and give him glory. Let there be glory. Because it's not us. It's not, it's not about us. It's Jesus. It's, it's never been about us. Huh? That's, that's why, listen, I, I, I appreciate the way Mount Calvary honors its pastor, but it ain't about its pastor. Mount Calvary has had four other pastors in front of me and will have more pastors behind me. I'm just filling in the gap that God has made for me to lead this people, but it ain't about me. It's about Jesus. He gets the glory. He gets the praise. Come on, praise team. Y'all help me. He gets the honor. This is... Peter said, listen, y'all looking at us, don't get it twisted. We didn't heal this man. Jesus did this. The one y'all tried to stop did this. But our God can't be stopped. He gets the glory. Wherever you are, would you pray this with us? As the church of the living God, this ought to be our heart's desire. 
Thank you. Thank you. 
Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lift your hands, tell him thank you. Lift your voice, tell him thank you. He gets the honor. Oh, you get the glory. You get the glory. You get the praise. You get the honor. You get the honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. you get the glory. 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 You get the praise. You get the praise. You get the praise. You get the praise. You get the glory. You get the glory. You get the glory. You get the praise. You get the honor. Listen, if you are breathing, if you're breathing, you were created for the Lord's glory. If you exist, you exist for his glory. I don't care what you may have done up to this point. You may have been misused and abused. You may have been used for what you were not created for. But I've come to tell you today, you were created for his glory. I got good news. If you're breathing, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how dirty you think you are, if you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. Here's what the Bible says. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. But whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And that's good news. You can be saved today. There's no other name whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. That's Bible. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's good news. And if you're not sure you're saved, would you confess with me right now? Would you say it with me? Jesus is Lord. That means he's running everything. He's in charge. And if you believe in your heart that even though Jesus died, God got him up from the grave. The Bible says you shall be saved. And you can go on from this point, living your life for God's glory. It's not, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's really about Jesus and his glory. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get ready to go. Let me just tell you a couple of things. If you want to drop your offering by, the, the deacons will be here for about another hour. You can put it in their glove-covered hands. Just drive through the parking lot. You don't even have to get out of the car. Or you can give by GiveLify. 
It's an app on your phone. You tap, you give, you're done. You can give by text to give. That number is 937-543-5169. Or you can give by cash app. The church's handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. God gets the glory even in the difficult times, even in times like now. And I'm sorry, my heart is heavy to have to express to you, the Mount Calvary family, that one of our own, Miss Marsha Sherman Presley, passed this week. Her funeral is going to be on Thursday at 11 o'clock at First Thessalonian Missionary Baptist Church. That is on Oberlin Avenue, just off of Third Street. Please keep Miss Lucy Jones and that entire family, would you please keep them in your prayers? I don't know what you're going to have to face this week. I don't know what you're going into. But I do know this. You're not going in alone. Because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the church. And where you go, God is. So don't be surprised when he works miracles through you. When he meets somebody else's need through you. Don't be surprised by it. Just give him the glory. Redirect the focus and refer to your faith in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.